Hello, everyone. Hello. How is everybody? It's been a while. Yeah, it has been a while, and for that, we're sorry. Things yeah, have been, life happens. Things have been crazy, and I'll get into a little bit of it yeah. shortly. Um, but a big thing is... I feel like Ernst Saprobrofeld holding little kitty in my lap right now. <laughs> The big thing Mr. is, Bond. <laughs> if you've been on to our Facebook or Instagram or Twitter, you've seen that we are now fostering a little kitten who is meowing like crazy. Um, she's available for adoption at Richmond Animal Care and Control. She's only about four weeks old. There she's listed as Pixel. We've decided to call her Nakia. You are from Wakanda, aren't you? Because she's stinking adorable, really smart, and really feisty. Now let's face it, Okoye is too much one way, Shuri is too much the other. Yeah, Nikki is just the perfect... Nice middle of the road. Middle of the road. Um, but she's cute. She's a little torty. Little tortoise shell. Oh, she tried to go after who's, your hand. Who's feisty as hell. Mm-hmm. Very sweet. Mm-hmm. But again, if you want her, contact Richmond Animal Care and Control. That is my Mario shirt. You are not allowed to claw in it. Ashley gave me this shirt. She's like, I'll claw it whatever I want. No, that's Astrid. Um, but... Oh, I think we named wrong. She should be named Maze, I think. Yeah, we've been watching a lot of Lucifer. Thanks a lot for that, Matt, by the way. And Sam. And Oh, yeah, Sam wants to take credit for that, so, you know. Yeah, I know. Let me see. You want to see it? Okay, because I'm tired of... You know, okay. Trying to keep her in one area because yeah, she she wants to run. So, um, mm-hmm. yeah, things have just been crazy and emotional roller coaster and all of that. I've got her. You just put her on the floor. Yeah. Okay. All right. Um. So the big thing is we're switching it up. I know. We generally go rare, like, common breed to rare, rare breed. breed. We're going to switch things up for the next two episodes. Mm-hmm. Um, just, there, there is a method to our madness. Yeah. Uh, just because um, I've lost two people who are very important to me mm-hmm. in the dog world recently. Basically within the past ten days. Yeah, it is kind of a... Uh, <laughs> Sucker punch. Yeah, it's, um, it's technically it's a one-two sucker punch for you, I would think. Oh yeah, huge. Yeah. Um, so the next two episodes are going to be dedicated to them. Mm. And we're going to be covering their breeds. So the first one that we're going to cover is the Clumber Spaniel. Mm-hmm. This is the second breed, if I remember correctly, that you were into because you first started with beagles. Third breed. Third breed. Okay, so Third we first started with Beagles, and then there was... Great Danes. Oh, yeah, I remember. Yeah, and then it was Then Clumbers. it was Clumbers. Um, I already know my answer to the last question. <laughs> let's go ahead and... Let's go ahead and... We'll circle back to so that. So, again, <laughs> it's a personal breed for me because I've shown them. I've been around them. Yes. Um, I, shown them I showed them when I was in college, mm-hmm. and they were owned by Karen Porter. Karen was a surrogate mother for me in college. Kind of like a dog dog show mom for you, really. A little bit, but a little bit. Because I don't want to discredit it, Anne by any stretch of the imagination. No, and, and my mom totally understands that the reason for me calling her surrogate mother, and the reason is because I went to school still in state, but it was a good two-hour drive, and 
Karen was always uh, an outlet where if I needed to get away, I could go, I could chill out, I could just decompress, and it was one of those places, it was kind of a sanctuary of Safe sorts. Place, yeah. And so Karen was my surrogate mother in college. Her kids were and still are like my younger siblings. Um, unfortunately, um, Karen unexpectedly passed away just over a week ago. Mm-hmm. And to be quite honest, my brain is just having a tough time processing it. And I can tell you exactly which day it was. I know it was Thursday. Are you sure? Because I got paid on this day. It was a Friday that you found out. Yeah, Friday. So It was yeah. a Friday that you found out because I was on my way to work paying some bills and you made it very clear that you could not be left alone. Yeah, don't leave me alone. Yeah, so I had to, I had to turn around. <laughs> so, um, but I mean, it, it's one of those things where it was 100% unexpected. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's something I often say, you know, we make plans and life kind of, you know, with the universe, they turn hard left and we just have to adapt and do what we can. Yeah. And I mean, just to tell you how unexpected it was, Karen and I were talking about her getting a show puppy to get back into the show ring within the next year or so. Mm. And, um, yeah, it, it sucks. It's, it's this horrible punch to the gut. Mm Mm-hmm. I know a lot of people are hurting. Her kids are going through such a tough time, and I'm de- I'm I'm there for them. They have my phone number, and they've been in contact. Yeah, her daughter especially has been in contact, and she and I we've just been talking through it, and I've been trying to help her out as best as I possibly can. In moments like this, um, me speaking from experience, unfortunately. The best thing that you can do is, even if it's just you sitting there, because, mm-hmm. I mean, trust me, it's a horrible thing, and to see other people in pain, knowing full well that there isn't a fucking thing you can do about it, is quite possibly one of the worst experiences, okay. next to working retail, but... Um, <laughs> it, it's it, it's bad. It, 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 is, it is awful. It, it, it's a totally awful experience, and... It's a pain I'm familiar with all too well, and... I don't wish it on anyone that I care about. Let's just say that. Yeah. Um, but again, what makes this so much worse mm-hmm. is Facebook has this wonderful little memories function. Oh, Let's just go ahead and put the knife in and twist it so the wound won't close. Yeah. So if I look back on them, Karen's there. She's mm-hmm. commenting. She's liking. I see her name. I see so many things. And... She supported so much of what I do, and she was one of the first people that I told when I found the Hamilton Stovar breed that this is what I wanted, mm-hmm. and so she was following everything that I did, and every success that we had made her so much, like, her, her, her joy was just... Infectious? Infectious, big time, because of, like, when the puppies were born. Mm -hmm. She was my supporter, 100%. Mm -hmm. Every win that we did, she was commenting and all that. So, that's going to be the biggest thing, is just that... She was rooting for you from afar, basically. Yeah, that constant support, even though 
she was a few hours away, and mm-hmm. we we would meet up every once in a while at shows and yeah, stuff like that. Yeah, but absolutely. Still, it, to have that constant support from that one person who basically trusted in me and put her faith in me from a young age. Mm-hmm. It's unbelievable. So. Such loyalty is difficult to find. This episode is dedicated to her. Mm-hmm. And because of that, it's only fitting that we cover her breed. We cover the Clumber Spaniel. Yep. So what can you tell me about the Clumber Spaniel? Well, for those of us who are watching the video, which we're not doing a live video, we're going to try and... This isn't live? No, this isn't live. Oh. We're going to try and do something a little bit different where we're going to record the episode um, basically and then post it later so that people can watch both feet, both the, they can watch the video and mm-hmm. that they can listen to the audio whenever they want. Yeah. Um, we're probably going to start a YouTube channel for these as well. That'd be cool. Um, so, yeah. If you, if you're watching. Welcome. Welcome. Yay. And the photo right there is of a clumber, one of the best clumbers to have ever lived. Is that what you're doing with the tablet, you sneaky devil? Yep. I was wondering about it. I was like, what the hell are you doing with the tablet? So, clumber spaniels as a breed, they are different from most spaniels developed in England. Okay. So they were developed in England then? Yes, they were developed in England. However, the word spaniel comes Mm -hmm. from Spain. Which makes things a little bit confusing. Espanol. But a lot of the Spaniels in England were just basically size variations on a generic Spaniel breed. (laughs) Just for the record, Ashley's doing finger quotes. Air quotes. (laughs) Most English Spaniels could be born in the same litter and it was based on size. Mm Mm-hmm. So the larger ones would have been the English Springer Spaniels. The medium Mm -hmm. ones would be the Field Spaniels. And the smaller ones would be the Cocker Spaniels. Clumbers don't fit that mold at all. Mm, I've seen them, yeah. And they kind of fit in a similar body structure and size to that of the Sussex Spaniel. Okay. Clumbers are long, low, and heavy as a breed. They're dense dogs. (laughs) I mean, the males... Now, when you're talking about dense, you're not actually referring to their level of intelligence. You're referring to their fur coat. I'm talking about their body size. Oh, okay. If you get nailed by a clumber, they will take you out at the knees. And most of them, the males weigh about 85 pounds. So, put that into perspective. Our male Hamilton barely weighs 80 pounds. But he still knocked me on my belly. Yeah, but imagine this dense white tank barreling at you. And will take you out. Mm. From exuberance. Yeah. Um, they are white Mm -hmm. with either orange or lemon markings. No other difference in color. If you look at their nose, they have what's known as a flesh color nose. Mm -hmm. So their nose is not black. They should never have a black nose. They should never have black lips, nor should they ever have black eye rims. It's all this flesh, pinkish, Mm -hmm. tannish color. Now, when you said 
take you out. You're just referring to them just being able to knock you on your ass. Not oh, yeah. anything like them being considered a vicious breed by Oh, any God, no. No, 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 no. I just wanted to be clear. That's yeah, all. no. Um, where the clumber came from, there are many theories on how it was developed. None have been proven by science. So they're they're hypotheses then. Yes. So if we go by Neil deGrasse Tyson. Yeah. So the two hypotheses. Mm-hmm. I like the the first one is the one that I like the best. Mm-hmm. The second one I'll explain why there's some issues with it. The first one is that it's a combination that came from France, from across from an extinct breed called the Alpine Spaniel. Mm-hmm. And crosses a basset hound type dogs. Okay. And then they were brought over from France and then developed by English nobility. Hmm. Again, not scientifically proven. The other theory is that it was a variant on a Blenheim Cavalier King Charles Spaniel. But again, that really doesn't work because Cavaliers and Clumbers were kind of being developed at a similar time. And What's that term you use? Blenheim? Blenheim, it literally is a color that is found in Cavalier King Charles Spaniels. And it means white and orange slash white and red markings. Mm-hmm. Problem with that theory, though, Cavalier King Charles Spaniels have black noses. Right, yeah. Genetically, the gene required to produce the flesh-colored nose and the flesh-colored pigment Mm -hmm. is a recessive gene to the black nose. So that's where I have a problem with it. Some of the genes, just by the color expression, just doesn't work. Right. So my theory is the France theory that they came over from France. A lot of the long... <laughs> the basically said, you know what, we, we, we like this, but we think we can do something better. Let's, let's come over here with this French dog. Come over here. Off you go. <laughs> kind of, sort of. Um, one of them is that it came about from dogs that were being sent over from the English Channel due to the French Revolution. Uh, so that they didn't okay. die. That, that, that actually tracks with uh, the history. Yeah. Because... Work and decimate breeds, as we've covered on previous occasions. And we are going to as well. Um, so, so it's a French with save our dogs! So. <laughs> the. Did I throw you off again? Yes, you did. Damn it. <laughs> I said fucking French and you'd get thrown off. <laughs> there is a bit of certainty regarding the name. The name Clumber comes from Clumber Park, which is a huge estate in Nottinghamshire, England. Well, owned, I like how you said that. Nice and proper. Owned by the Duke of Newcastle. Mm. It was developed there to be able to flush out birds through tough ground cover. Mm-hmm. And when I mean tough, I mean like prickly thorns and dense rhododendron and what? Where's the little one? The kitten? She'll be fine. She's under our bed. I'm holding you accountable. Yeah, it's fine. She'll be fine. Um, But the ground cover at at this estate was notoriously tough to get through. Mm -hmm. 
So this breed would literally act like a bulldozer and just plow right through. That's why they're so dense. They they needed to be mm-hmm. hardy and and basically. I'm trying to think of the the, the you know kind of hardened, I guess yeah. you could say, in order to be able to tackle that tough terrain. But again, they also fall under the Baymax mentality. They are not fast. They're not fast. No, they are meant to be followed on foot. <laughs> they are not. <laughs> Well, it's true. I am not fast. <laughs> They're, you know, you can see where they've been. They create a trail and you mm-hmm. just follow on by foot. They're not a breed that you're just going to send out and then they find the birds and you catch up maybe 10 dead minutes bird, later. Yeah, you're, you're not going to... That's not this breed at all. Yeah, no. Um, the breed first arrived in North America in 1848. Mm-hmm. In Canada, not in the U.S. Oh. It arrived in the U.S. in 1883. So what about... 20, no, well, 40 years. Yeah, just under 40 years. Yeah. And source material time? Oh, yes. All of this sources. has come from the Columbus Spaniel Club of America. Why? Because we do our homework. We do as our you homework. Should. Yeah. Um, cool thing? Yes. The Clumber was one of the first nine breeds to be recognized by the American Kennel Club. Mm. And the main thing is, is... The American Kennel Club was originally developed as a sporting dog registry. So, mm-hmm. English setters, pointers, clumbers. It makes sense that they would be yeah. one of the first. Yeah. This breed also has incredibly long royal connections. Like, what kind of royal connections are we talking? Prince Albert had them. Okay. His son, King Edward VII, mm-hmm. had a boatload of them and bred them under the Sandringham estate and kennel name. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, this is where we get to the war stuff, the population suffered greatly in World War One. Mm-hmm. But thankfully, yes. King George V redeveloped the line at Sandringham and used the dogs as hunting dogs in the field. Mm-hmm. So if you're following King George V, is the father of Queen Elizabeth right now. Oh, okay. Yeah. And as show dogs, Clumbers have won Best in Show at both Crufts and Westminster, mm-hmm. which is kind of surprising for such a breed as it is. It's relatively uncommon. It's not overly flashy. They're kind of dopey-looking dogs. They, yeah. They've got coat, yeah. Yeah. But they're not... Fast movers, they're supposed to have a characteristic role when they move. So, for them to be found as best, I mean, these are some of the best dogs out there. Right. In 1991, show champion Ray Croft Socialite, also known as Garfield, won best in show at Crufts at the Centiary Show. Like, they're, I mean, huge. Yeah. In 1996, so just five years later, just under five years... Champion Classics Country Sunrise, Brady, mm-hmm. also known as Brady, won Best in Show at Westminster. This is 96. 96. <sighs> I was graduating high school. Wait. This was early 96. Early Fe- 96. February. We're in January. February. February. Oh, okay. Well, still. I was still my senior year of high school. So. Dislike high school. The breeders of Brady mm-hmm. and the owners of Garfield mm-hmm. are still active in Columbus Spaniels today. So you can cool. go up and talk to them. I've actually shown um, to Brady's breeder, Doug mm-hmm. Johnson. Yeah. 
had one of my most embarrassing dog show moments while showing to him. Well, you brought it up. It's story I time. think I've mentioned it before when I tripped over the 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 tent thing at Old oh, West. Oh, Yeah, he was the judge. Oh, okay. Um, a bridge story time. Yeah. And Brady's breeder, Doug Johnson, mm-hmm. judged the sporting group at Westminster this year. Okay. Currently, as show dogs, Clumbers in the U.S. are placing in the group ring and winning best in shows in the U.S. almost every single year. Wow. And a lot of them are related to the Clossicks kennel name. Okay. Classic is one of the few kennels that can say that they've won best in show at Westminster with two different breeds. They've mm-hmm. won it with Clumbers and they've won it with Sussex. Mm-hmm. So with Clumbers, if you look at any of the rankings and stuff like that, you'll see the name Classic. Yeah. That should be like something that's eye catching and say, hey, these are big names it, in it, the breed. It, it says a lot to their lineage. Yeah. Huge lineage, long legacy. Hmm. Clumbers are amazing, amazing pets. And, but they can have some health issues. And that's the downside, in my opinion, of the breed. Because they have kind of droopy skin and stuff like that, they can have eye issues where they can have their upper eyelids turn inwards mm-hmm. and the eyelashes will actually start to scratch the cornea and it's a very very painful Yikes. very painful situation and usually it's a simple surgery to correct it but once the surgery is done then they can't be shown and they should never be bred to mm. and the surgery literally takes a couple of sutures and just tacks up the skin folds ay 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 it would you rather have a couple of stitches? Well, no, I get it, but I mean, it's one of those things where you have to sit there and weigh the options in regards to your show career, you know, versus their health. But, in terms of a show dog, a show dog should be the epitome of the breed. Right. Both in structure, uh, like, in t- structure, temperament, and health. Right. Health being the key. Yeah. So if they are starting to have this genetic condition with their eyes, then that tells you they should not be bred. Right. I.e., don't you dare show them. Okay. Because that gene does not need to be passed on. Mm. Another thing is heart issues. They can have some issues with um, just murmurs and stuff like that. Arrhythmia, yeah. Because they're long and low and a heavy breed, they can have back problems. So keep your dogs fit and healthy. Make sure that they are never overweight. Yeah. I've I've seen many heavy clumbers. Well, heavy, once you get your hands on them, a Mm -hmm. lot of clumbers, they look heavy. But a lot of them are muscle and coat. So therefore, they're not fat they're not they're overweight. not overweight they're just very very muscular but the fur masks yes the musculature so and clumbers also have a dense layer of loose skin mm-hmm. that rolls and shuffles and creates this illusion of being overweight mm-hmm. so you can actually and i used to do this you can pick up the skin 
from the shoulders of a clumber and almost throw it over their eyes. <laughs> it's it's remarkable. <laughs> and they don't like, care. Ugh. They don't care. I can't see. I mean, Willis used to love it. He used to come up to me and I'd be like, let me get your fuzz. What you talking about, Willis? Hey. <laughs> you know I was going to do it. He was named after Bruce Willis, not that. Damn it. Come out to the coast. We'll get together. Have a few laughs. Um, <laughs> that Willis? Yes, that Willis. Oh, okay. Uh, Clumbers can also have hypothyroidism, so do the tests. Do the blood tests, please. Do your homework, research, figure out if this is the right breed for you. I sound like a pharmaceutical commercial. Yes. They can also have hip issues. Ask your doctor if this is right, if Clumbers are right for you. (laughs) But, you know, hip issues, they're prevalent Mm -hmm. in every single dog, regardless of breed, mix, what have you. Make sure that wherever you're getting your dog from especially if it's a breeder, that they are testing for as many health conditions as possible and being at the forefront of making sure that they are producing the healthiest dogs possible. Mm -hmm. Hip issues being one of them. If you are looking to get a dog, make sure you do not overfeed them as youngsters. Mm -hmm. That is how you destroy hips. Hip conditions have been documented to be proven to be both genetic... And environmental. And the key environmental phase is when they're young and those joints are developing. Puppies should never be overweight. I'd rather see an underweight puppy than an overweight puppy. Because the less weight they carry, the less stress on the joints. Yeah. Period. Yeah. Clumbers especially so. Because they're so long, low, and heavy. Mm-hmm. Don't put as don't put more strain on their bodies than necessary, especially with the propensity for back and hip issues. Just don't do it. Yeah. Now they also can have this disease that I've never heard of before, but it was on the um, Clumber Spaniels Club of America's health section. Um, section, and they actually had this whole like genetic study for it. Citing your sources once again. Yeah, called PDP one. Hmm. Pyruvate dehydrogenase phosphatase 1. Easy for you to say. Yeah. I have trigeminal neuralgia. Things don't work up here very well sometimes, and this is one of them. And I don't I don't really know what it is. It's oh, a gen- say. It's a genetic condition, so I think the um, Clumber Club... And again, correct us if we're wrong. Yes, please. Feel free to reach out uh, via email, aboutadogpod at gmail.com. Yep. Or comment on our Facebook, our Instagram, which is... At aboutadogpod. Twitter. At aboutadog1. And I think that's it. Yeah. Um, nice social media plug. Soon <laughs> to have a YouTube page. Yeah, soon to have a YouTube page. Channel. That's channel. Channel. YouTube so channel. So, once... I think what they're doing is they're trying to determine a genetic test for this Mm -hmm. and get as many of this breed tested. Okay, but what exactly is that particular thing? What does it do? No idea. Really? Yeah. I have no clue what it does. No information whatsoever. Um, It said PDP... PDP1. Pardon me, I just burped. Now, PSP, no. It's my phone. What do you expect? Now, with Clumbers, they Why also... Why did it bring up a computer? No idea. With Clumbers, <clears throat> they they shed constantly, so they're not seasonal shedders. 
And they can drool. And the males will drool more than the females. And if you see a clumper person at a show ring and they have a rag in their back pocket, it is not for fashion. It's for the dogs. It's to make sure to wipe off all the drool and slime off their face before the judge goes to examine them. Mm. Did you find out what it is? It's a deficiency of some kind. Oh. It is an inherited disorder affecting the clumber and Sussex Spaniels, and it is a form of exercise intolerance syndrome. The exercise exercise intolerance syndromes are well known to be associated with inborn errors of metabolism affecting glyco... Looks like... Glucose, G-L-Y-C-O-L-Y-S-I-S, and fatty acid oxidization. So some type of like acid builds up in their body whenever they're they're active is what is going on. That's what my understanding of it is. Okay, so that's what PDP-1 is. Yeah. Now, the average lifespan for clumbers is generally between 10 to 13 years. See, we do our homework. Yep. Why am I doing that? I don't want to look at the nest. The looking at us, technically. temperament issues. Clumbers used to have a little bit of a temperament issue, but now it's relatively rare. Socialization is necessary with this breed. They right. need to be around people. They need to experience things. Um, they're also a very sensitive breed, and they don't forget. So if they, if something negative happens to them in the show ring. Mm-hmm. Then they will internalize it and say, I don't want to show ever again for fear of this happening to me. Right. They'll, they'll just immediately associate whatever negative that happened with the show ring and immediately they're going to be adverse to it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So be very careful with this breed to make sure that every experience with them... They're a very sensitive breed. Yep. That everything is positive. Make everything a game. Mm-hmm. Have a grand old time. And they should... They really should be the most loving, goofy dogs ever. Is that the camera? I need to check and see what that was. Should we stop recording for right now? or I don't know. What hap- is happening right now is Ashley is checking on the camera for the recording, the video recording, I should say. Because right. apparently it made a click noise as yeah, if it was taking a picture. Oh, it did? Yeah, it stopped a little bit. But you picked it back up? Yep. So, but again, we're back. We're Woo-hoo. back. The recording um, never stopped because I was still rambling on and, you know, making sure there wasn't any dead air or anything. They are a relatively low energy breed. Uh-huh. But they've been bred to hunt all day, using their bodies to plow through dense ground cover in search of birds. Yeah, we've, yeah. So, probably not the best to own birds with them, because mm-hmm. they're going to be like, ooh, num-nums. Yeah. They might view them as a prey source. hmm They probably aren't going to be agility dogs. hmm You might be able to do rally with them, obedience with them, probably barn hunt, but don't expect agility, don't expect... Overly fast, like lure coursing, fast cat, things like that. Yeah. I wouldn't expect from this breed just because of the way that their body is structured and built. And with their coat, in order to keep them in show condition, weekly grooming, bare yeah, minimum. It is a must. 
What are you doing? Oh, I'm looking up... Um, I was trying to make a, an association. Basically, you, you pretty much hit it on the head. There's I don't know the exact classifications, but there's like... In a party in video games, there are individuals who are known essentially as healers, you know, attackers, mm-hmm. thieves, things like that. These would be classified as, as you put it, the tanks. Mm-hmm. They can take a lot of damage, basically. Yeah. I was trying to do a video game equivocation, and my research didn't... I came up short. I'm sorry. Not your fault. But in terms... Still made an approximation, so... Whatever. In terms of grooming, it would take me from start to finish... Including blow dry and all and bathing. No, this is you currently, not in the past. You is that what we're doing, or just if you you know if from I, your personal experience is what you're from saying. From my personal experience, okay. it would take about four hours from start to finish to groom each dog to get ready for a show. Right, and this is show ready. Show which, ready, as Ron can attest, <laughs> takes a while. <laughs> yeah, it takes a long time. It's a bit of a lot of work. In terms of making sure that the white stays white, mm-hmm. they are long and low. They have a lot of coat, meaning they will get dirty. Yeah. And they do make... Because they don't have dog shows in nice, clean locations. Well, Usually if it rains, it gets muddy. No, what I mean is, like, at home. Mm. At home, too. Like, when we would have clumbers over at the house, or if we were preparing for a show... Mm-hmm. We would literally wrap all four of their legs, and we would have a band that co- that went from the top of their neck all the way down to basically their rib cage to protect that coat, to make sure that nothing happened to that coat, so that it didn't get dirty, so that that coat wasn't brushing up against the ground, because the coat will touch the ground. The coat from the chest, because they're so long and low, will touch the ground. Why am I immediately thinking of that? that Borat bathing suit for some reason. Oh no, it's better. It's better. <laughs> um, but again, I have personal experience with this breed. Absolutely, yeah. I started showing them in college. The first one was a male named Willis. Yeah. The next one was a female named Bella. Unfortunately, we lost both... Of, um, Karen lost both of them a couple of years ago. Mm. About six months apart from each other, I want to say. Yeah. They were amazing... Examples of the breed. They were my college homework buddies. <laughs> Seriously, when they weren't being shown, they were warm in the sofa, falling asleep on my chest. Mm-hmm. Literally, I would be hanging out on their on Karen's sofa, and Willis would get right on top of me, and his big droopy lips would just rest right on my chin, and I he would just snore right into my face. That would probably make doing homework a little bit difficult, don't you think? Yeah, but that's when I wasn't doing homework and just chilling oh, out. Oh, okay. Um, they are a counter-surfing breed. Both Willis and Bella did it. Mm-hmm. Bella's big-time claim to fame. It was Easter. And she decided that the Easter ham was too close to the counter, and she made off with the Easter ham down the hallway. <laughs> holiday ruined? <laughs> yeah, Holiday a little bit pissed off. Now... Willis is Bruce Willis. What's Bella? I have... I think... Oh, Bella was named after... I want to say that litter theme was aircraft carriers or something. Military something. I don't know. How do you get Bella from an aircraft carrier? Bella Wood. 
Or, I don't know, her... My face should give you an indication that I have no idea what you're talking Look, about. I don't know. Oh, fair enough. Fair enough. Um, I know Willis, his um, litter theme was, like, action movies. So was it an Arnold? No idea. <laughs> I, I really don't. I really, like, I only knew Willis and Bella. Mm. And um, Willis, his was Mercury just... Rising. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> you are... Stranger. <laughs> I just hope it's not with with Bella the whole you know. You it, know it wasn't sparkly clean. vampire thing. No, it no. She was born before Twilight. Okay, fair enough. And it or as Ashley calls it, fan fiction. Yeah. Um, no offense to Twilight fans out there, but you know, come on. But they would also walk around my college campus, mm-hmm. ODU, go Monarchs, on a weekly basis. Shameless plug. Yeah. <laughs> On a weekly basis, they would hang around the um, outside part of the music building mm-hmm. just to get socialization. Mm. And a college campus was perfect. Like, they got to experience skateboards, buses, all of these various different things. Because socializing them in an area that's hustling and bustling as much as that will probably make them bomb-proof. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And ODU was under a lot of construction at the time. Mm. And so they would hear construction equipment, loud jackhammers, noises, loud bangs. Yeah, they didn't care. Skill saws, all kinds of yeah. stuff. During spring break, they would come to my house with mom. <laughs> oh, Lord. <laughs> for what I would like to call boot camp sessions, meaning they were worked every single day, mm-hmm. they were groomed every other day. Mm-hmm. They. Um, we're learning a lot of just dog show skills mm-hmm. that I could not teach them in weekly visits, but I was teaching them on a day-to-day basis. And this is like when school wasn't going on? This was during spring break. Oh, okay. So, but the showing season is kind of... Year-round. Well, it, it's more prevalent in the summer months, I think. Yeah, spring and summer. Yeah. Um, and we, we would time our shows very carefully as to what we wanted to do and what our goals were. Um, I would usually be the one to put points, like first like points on them, and then they would go off to another handler named Rochelle. Mm-hmm. Rochelle would put some of the majors on them, and then I did some campaigning. You know, to be clear, when you're talking about putting on points, you're, about, you're talking about, for those that may not be aware... Um, you are taking these dogs into the show ring, mm-hmm. regardless of where they go for second, etc., etc. They have gained points from being in that ring, correct? Yeah, yep. they would go either winner's bitch or winner's dog. Right. Um, I did some what's known as campaigning or specialing mm-hmm. with Bella, meaning that she um, was a champion mm-hmm. and. Then we would show her as a champion, and she would be shown in the best of breed class. Right. Um, and Bella was one of those dogs that just, God, she loved the show. That <laughs> um, just absolutely amazing dog. She looked just like her father. Did he have a? Did she have a handler preference? Like she would perform better for this person as opposed to this other person. She or would. Did show- she not care? When she was younger, she didn't care, but as she got older, she preferred me mm. over either me or Megan over anybody else. Um, Megan was 
Megan's Karen's daughter and uh, Bella was Megan's junior showmanship dog and we would work we would fine tune a lot of stuff together mm-hmm. to the point of like where and just how Megan needed to tilt her body mm-hmm. so that Bella would perform a little bit better right so that's that is when I say I have a personal connection to this breed yeah that's it's I definitely not an do I mean I've got I've got a photo of Bella getting groomed with sunglasses on <laughs> she was a diva mm-hmm. my first like experiences diva dog mode um technically you could kind of say that she was um practice (laughs) for alice yeah (laughs) and there's even like a hilarious photo of me showing at the chesapeake dog fanciers association shows and um i was showing in the best of breed ring with bella Mm mm-hmm and someone took a photo, and it was me mid-hair flip, and my hair... <laughs> I was hair, wondering if this is what it was. Yeah, my hair was just <laughs> flying. To, and, to give you, be, anyone who hasn't seen the photo, chances are Ashley will probably post it. Yeah, I'll it. probably post it. But the image is absolutely hysterical. You can tell it's definitely Ashley from, like, the neck down. And there is a clumber on the lead, but <laughs> all you see on her face... Is this blonde hair? Just it's like a L'Oreal commercial gone absolutely and horribly wrong because I'm <laughs> right in your face. Well, and I don't know what it is about the Chesapeake shows. They're always yeah. outside, mm-hmm. and they're either insanely hot or insanely windy. Yeah, is it was very rare that it was a very nice day out, mm-hmm. and they yeah. oh my god, it, it was craziness. <laughs> The only time that I've ever experienced I, that I can recall outside uh, show ring was in Michigan. Yeah, it was Premier. Yeah. And it was cold. Yeah, I did not. I'm not a fan. <laughs> um, now, we're going to get to that last and final lovely question. I've been sitting on this one. Would you own one? Hell no. <laughs> Hell no. The grooming alone. I mean, you've described in great detail four hours to get them show ready and mm-hmm. then to put them in this dog Borat costume mm-hmm. so that their bellies don't touch the ground. Uh, fuck no. Not in my house. No See, thank you. I mean, don't get me wrong. The dogs, I, I, I think I've met a clumber, haven't I? Yeah, you've met a couple of them, yeah. And, and they are very nice dogs. Mm-hmm. You know, I have no problem with them whatsoever. But you do you over there. <laughs> Now, there's a reason why I'm an uncle. <laughs> Take your child back. <laughs> for me, it's kind of one of those what I own one, yes, but under specific circumstances. Mm-hmm. I would love to own a clumber, uh-huh. but only if I had plenty of time on my hands to devote to grooming, training, and cleaning up around the house. Yeah. You'd have to have at least two vacuums. To prevent white-haired tumbleweeds from piling up on a daily basis. On your left. Oh, hi. <laughs> End- hey. Endgame reference in the episode. Yay! <laughs> um, also, clumbers love to steal random things. Mm-hmm. Like socks, bras, underwear, dish rags. It, there used to be a list a few years ago that I saw... 
of that clumber owners compiled of the stuff that their particular clumber had stolen. Mm-hmm. And when I mean stolen, either stolen and used them as a chew toy, mm-hmm. or in some cases eaten. Ugh. So there have been times where clumbers have had to go in and have surgeries to get the foreign body out of their intestines and stuck oh. in their intestines. Um, it's The deal with me is the clumber personality mm-hmm. is so amazing. It's so lovable, so easygoing mm-hmm. that almost all of that is worth it. Yeah. And that's when it's... The downside about clumbers when they get old and they start to deteriorate, mm-hmm. they're one of the breeds that when they go, they go fast. Mm. So it's like a swift decline, basically. Yeah, like to the point where both Bella and Willis, the moment that they started showing symptoms of them aging and whatnot, yeah, well, it was... Fine. It was too far gone and they had to be put down at the vet that day. Ouch. So it's one of those where they can be a heartbreak breed. They can Mm. make you the happiest person alive and then all of a sudden just rip your heart out because of how fast they go. Yeah. One could say it's very sudden. Yeah, very sudden. They're a very stoic breed when it comes to showing symptoms of things and whatnot um and i would also be remiss to mention the whole the willis story which is famous in the u.s clumber world Mm -hmm. and i will share my connection with that karen owned willis and on my way to work i graduated from college my way to work i get a phone call from karen frantic saying and it was not too long after christmas Saying that Willis is missing, Willis is missing, I don't know what's going on, he's not in the yard. Wow. I, I Can you help, can you help? And I was like, yeah, sure, no problem. So I started a Facebook group to, you know, just pass on information and help share things and help coordinate, you know, finding... Amongst multiple people. Yeah. And Willis, and, and the weird thing is, Willis, at this point in time, was neutered. Right. Bella was in the yard at the same time, intact, champion, could have been shown probably within the next week or whatever. Yeah. So in terms of a value situation, Bella was way more valuable than Willis. Right. But still, Willis still. was, you know. And so Willis was gone for almost a year. Jesus Christ. He was found... In a kill shelter over 300 miles away in Maryland. So the theory is is that he was stolen from the yard. Mm. His microchip had been surgically removed. So that was not on him at all? Mm -mm. How would they know where to find that? Scan and then have someone rip it out. That's a bit mean. Yeah. And the only way that... We knew for sure was a wonderful woman who sadly no longer with us, Sally. Mm-hmm. She saw the photo and was like, oh my God, it's a clumber and a kill shelter. We got to get him out. Got to get him out. And then I saw the photo 
and Karen saw the photo, and Willis had this distinctive patch over his eye. Mm-hmm. I was like, Karen, you gotta go get him. It's Willis. Yeah. And both both she and I, we were just bawling. And when I mean almost a year to the day, mm-hmm. when the story was covered in local news yeah. in the Virginia Beach area, yeah. Karen had a Christmas tree up. Willis was stolen like two days after Christmas the year before. It was almost a year to the day, and it was when, and Karen would say that it was her best Christmas ever okay. to have him back. Yeah, absolutely. So there's my Willis connection for all the Clumber people. Um, Willis and I were buds, mm. and he was he was Mister Happy, Mister Happy Willy Woo, to the point where. <laughs> He had well, I'd bet you called him that, too. Damn right I did. <laughs> and he had a bandana with happy faces on it. Mm-hmm. And would wander around various places with his happy face bandana. Um, but yeah, I, I have a lot of very special memories with this breed. Mm-hmm. And with that, that's probably why I would be like, yeah, I wouldn't mind owning one. Just because of... Under special conditions. Yeah, because of just how important they are to me and how mm. special the breed is. I'm on a couple of the Clumber Facebook groups and whatnot. Um, they're definitely one of those breeds that they tug at my heartstrings. Mm-hmm. When, when I see a good one on Westminster, I cheer like a maniac for them. Um, but yeah, it, it's... This episode's tough for me. Yeah, I mean, but I think you've got through it gracefully, if I'm honest. I mean, yeah. um, I don't think we introduced ourselves, though, if I'm completely honest. Yeah. We'll, we'll probably do it on the sign-off, though. But I do want to get just a little bit mushy, if I may. Because you and I both know they're reunited. I know. Across the Rainbow Bridge. I know. And, and that's the biggest thing for me, is that I know that Karen is with Bella and Willis right now. And... Mm-hmm. But... Yeah, so this episode is definitely dedicated to her. To Karen Porter. Karen Porter and her whole family and everything that they're going through. and We are very sorry for your loss. Yeah, and it's it's tough. Mm. Very tough. Death is equal opportunity, but at the same time it's not anything that should be taken lightly either. No, it's, it's just one of those things where I'm, it's gut-wrenching right now. Well, yeah, yeah, and it's perfectly understandable. So, again... Rate, review, subscribe. Yeah, rate, review, subscribe, <laughs> all of that stuff. I'm Ashley, this is Michael. This is Michael, right here, with our little Wakandan warrior, Nakia. Who is available for adoption. Come on. At Richmond Animal Care and you Control. You've been doing this whole time. Now you're not going to. You are just... Mmm. Possible. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> um... You can find us on Facebook. You can find us on Twitter. Uh, at About a Dog One. You can find us on Instagram. At About a Dog Pod. And you can email us. About a Dog Pod at gmail.com. And just. <laughs> <laughs> please, please, please go hug your dog. Hug your dog. They love you. Yes, they do. Unconditionally.